ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. TNA. TNA. That, is Impact. What, what, what are they, we calling it now? Yeah. They, they, used to, they used to chant that right back in the day. Sure. In, the, in their little tiny venue, I bet. Yeah. Oh, they were in the uh they were in like the barn at the uh Nashville Fairgrounds for a while. I mean they put out good stuff. There's a there's a lot of great TNA matches and moments and I mean all the Kurt Angle stuff, Joe, AJ, um, you know, some legends popping in and out. I mean, T- TNA's had a, had its moments. Uh very few of which I've seen, to be quite honest. The um, it's interesting, like just how many people and when we're talking about this card too, like how many people went through TNA and like, like why, like we just weren't watching it like we should have been. But like it was just quietly existing with some of the biggest names ever. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, you could probably argue that. I mean, here here's something crazy. I've never thought of this before. TNA with the money that Tony Khan's dad has probably would be far bigger than AEW. So keep in mind that, you know, TNA was filling the void of WCW. And mm-hmm. there were a there were millions and millions of fans out there that still had an appetite for wrestling. You know, TNA just didn't have a lot of money. I mean, it was just yeah. Garrett and his dad initially, and then they had, you know, there, there's a, there's Jeff Jarrett's podcast goes through all this, but, you know, different investors, different backers, money came in, money fell through. Then you had Dixie Carter's dad, and um, it, it just, it's wild. But the point is, is that even despite all that, they still had millions of people watching. I mean, they went head to head with Raw. So TNA, you know, you can shit on it all you want there were more people watching tna at its peak than aew that's just a fact so if they had the resources oh my goodness then remember there were still a lot of guys that had gas left in the tank early on in tna's run i mean scott hall and kevin nash i mean lex luger wrestled for them macho man for them you had kurt angle coming in his prime you had sting you had a lot of young talent out there and the list goes on and on but um, yeah, it's just it, 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 it's it's a it's a story of what could have been pretty easily, and they they really just needed money. Um, so, anyways, I'm, I'm excited to cover this match. Why'd you pick it? Uh, primarily because, like you know, Joe, like it's just two of the best. Like you know, I've always been a Samoa Joe fan. He hasn't been booked great anywhere. I know he had the Ring of Honor title, but you know, relinquished it and just like you know, I just you know, I wish that. 
they'd make him the monster that he was. I remember he was like a true attraction when he would come out on WWE and like, we were always surprised. Um, and he would just, you know, he's just really great with everything he does. I, I still remember, um, when my brother and I went to an NXT show and when he was on NXT and they were touring, uh, pre COVID and stuff like that. And every wrestler was like, cool. Even like this one, Bailey was still there and Finn Balor and stuff. And, you know, no, they were they were all interacting with the fans, like even when Jason Jordan before he got hurt. But then Joe was the only one that still played the character, like walked out, like walked past everyone, didn't look at anybody, got on the bus, sat down in the back, and that was it. Like playing up his character great. And like AJ Styles, I I continue to try and find you know it's too recent to watch an AJ Styles match in WWE because his career was so, he had so much in his career prior to that. And so going back to like 2005 to watch what AJ Styles was doing before he ever showed up in WWE when people like when he was really kind of building his reputation or already known as one of the best, like why not? And so, and I just enjoy hey, like, let's get a TNA match in here every once in a while. Like there's no reason not to kind of check it out and stuff like that. Because like I said, I, we could do, months on tna matches that are ranked really high and i'm not going to do that but like i'm going to sprinkle one in here every once in a while that i think is a super high rated match yeah you you pick the matches up to you you don't have to explain yourself to me I, hey you ask i, I want to let everybody i felt like that was a long explanation like i got a lot of reasons for this one but it's you know hey tna aj styles and Samoa Joe. we can't you know hopefully we can't go wrong well wait till i go through the card of this one there's just yeah, a, for real a lot of moving pieces here all right Let's get into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. All right. So like I said, just a, a lot of moving pieces in this show, in TNA in general. It's, it's, it's really fun to look back at, especially for people like Joe and I, uh, Jeff and I that really just didn't um, watch all this stuff. So that mm-hmm. that's what I think is really fun about it. You go back and you look at this stuff and um, it's like that happened. That guy was in there. They did this. I, I mean, Jeff, I don't know about you, but I, I, I don't recall any a lot of this. So December 11th, 2005, December 11th, 2005, we're at the Impact Zone, which was just a soundstage down at Disney. Um, I mean, it would have been fun to go to if you lived in the area for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Why? Like, if I live down there, same with like NXT. Like, I would show up, like, just get in line, get some tickets. Like, I got nothing to do on like a Thursday for a taping. Like, I go watch some wrestling, whatever. Yeah, a- absolutely. Well, I think you'd like buy a thing, uh, buy um, a pass to the park for a lot of these. So it's like, yes, yeah. Go to a show, do some roller coasters. I'm in. Um, all right. So show starts out with Sabu defeating Abyss in a. I'm not making this up. Barbed wire massacre match in 10 minutes. Sure. So we start out the show with a barbed wire match. Um, Austin Aries and Matt Bentley defeat Alex Shelley and Roderick Strong in a tag match. So Roddy Strong in there. Ravens mm-hmm. de- going to defeat Chris K. Chris Canyon. There you go. That was my yeah, guess. Chris Canyon. My, my, yeah, it's Chris my Canyon. Guess was yeah. it was Canyon. It was. Okay. So that was in five minutes. Team Canada is going to defeat four live crew. Um, of course, you have uh, uh, Road Dog and uh, Billy Gunn, or yeah, Road Dog and Billy yeah. team, uh, along with uh, R-Truth and Conan. So a lot of action there, seven minutes. Um, yeah, a lot of multi-matches. There's even a six-way on the uh, pre-show. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, another six-man tag of Chris Saban, Dale Torberg, and Sanjay Dutt with A.J. Perzinski, which is a uh, former Major League Baseball player, defeating the Diamonds in the Rough of David Young, Elix Skipper, and uh, Simon Diamond. Man, it's just there's just so many people on this show. Like it's, it's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of bills to pay. Uh, Chris Christian Cage is going to defeat Monty Brown to uh, become number one contender for the championship in 12 minutes. Team 3D is going to defeat America's Most Wanted in a tables match in nine minutes. Then the match we're going to cover. And then in your main event, Jeff Jarrett's going to defeat Rhino in 17 minutes to retain his championship. Um, The match we're covering was the highest rated on this show. People seem to like the main event as well. But, Jeff, just a lot of moving pieces, man. A lot of people too, like names. Like that, that's kind of a crazy <laughs> tag team when you think about it too. You got, you know, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, Conan, and R Truth. Like that is, like that's just crazy to even say that they were like a tag team. Like which, uh, you know, and, and almost every match has somebody that is like it's still around at some point. Like you know it. Christian Cage, like, obviously still around. Like, you know, Raven, you know, fan favorite around here, like, still around. Like, Sabu, I think, had a match not that long ago. Like, you know, just kind of crazy. Roddy Strong is still in his neck brace and doing that. So just kind of crazy that, you know, kind of seeing some of these people. Um, same with Rhino. I love a great Rhino appearance. Like, who doesn't? And so um, so he's back from my hometown in Michigan. He usually makes a lot of appearances and stuff like that in that area. So it's always good to um, kind of see that. So um, same with Sabu, Michigan man. So how we got to this one, tight little build actually, um, but good stuff. And so this taking place, the show, uh, December 11th, 2005, but we're going back actually to the Sacrifice pay-per-view, which was August 2005. This is where they kind of really kicked off their rivalry a little bit. We had Joe beating AJ. It was the first round of the uh, the TNA Super X Cup tournament. And so it was actually uh, by winning that tournament, Joe was entitled to a TNA X Division match championship uh, against who at the time was the champion, Christopher Daniels. So that was the different, you know, this this same belt that we're kind of going for at this point. And so um, and so you had actually uh, Christopher Daniels uh, had, you know, interfered in that match between Joe and AJ. So Joe ended up winning that one. Um, Because of that, you had styles was actually added to Joe's title match with Daniels. It was a three-way at unbreakable, which was in September of 2005. He won that at unbreakable and became the new champ. And so it was actually then a title defense against Christopher Daniels at Brown bound for glory, which a 30 minute Ironman match with styles won that one. And so, and then you get to this match, um, as a rematch because of all of the nonsense that happened with the other ones. And so just kind of tight, you know, these guys were at the top of the card at that point, you know, Christopher Daniels as well too was, you know, so we still, you know, around as well. Um, and so, yeah, just a short, I say it really was, I say short build. It was a six month build, but makes a ton of sense with interfering and some defenses here and there and the tournament and then these guys you know kind of taking on each other but yeah that's what we got Woo. it's a lot yep yeah cool well I'm, I'm pumped to cover this one I, I can't imagine it won't be a great match yeah for sure all right we got a YouTube clip so we'll you can share it on Twitter but it's uh 
if you go into yep. YouTube, Turning Point 2005, AJ Styles versus Samojo. It's actually the official, this is the official Impact uh, YouTube channel. So uh, yep. we're, we're not pirating it, which is good. If they're, if they're posting on their page, it's perfectly safe to do this. Yep. Yeah, point twenty four fifty is the clip. Uh, we're going to start at the two-minute mark. Jeff, are you ready? I got it pulled up. Let's do this, man. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right. We're good. We're off. AJ, man, looks really, really young. Baby AJ with the belt. Yeah. Joe looks really young, too. Um, but over, Joe looks tiny. It's crazy. Six-sided ring on this one, too. Yeah. Um, saw a thing not that long ago where one of the wrestlers was like, the six-sided ring is the worst. Like, I don't ever want to see a six-sided ring again. Like, they, it's just, it was... They hated it from a performance standpoint. I, I guess it was – I think it was harder. It wasn't as, like, friendly from a bumping standpoint. And it just – they just didn't like working in it. Fast start. Oh, man. AJ coming right at Joe. It just looks – yeah, I just – I don't know. I mean, I, I applaud them for trying something different, but – Man, it's it's it just weird, huh? It's just the you know, Joe have highlights in his hair too. Yeah, I think so. AJ, big suplex to Joe there. Yikes! Yeah, I got him over. It just had to be hot. Like I don't know. It's interesting to me because you figure they were doing tapings and you know weekly and whatever it was. And some of these shows, like I mean, they're in front of a thousand people. That's all they could put like in this venue. And so, and I was looking at it too. I was because I was curious myself, kind of like where um, it's like across the street from uh, uh, really like Universal. And so it's kind of it's it's there by everything, like, but it, it, it's kind of in a weird spot. And so, yeah, um, I'll kind of follow up on you know tickets and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think this, you know, I. It's got to be difficult for them to be out there and be like, oh, I'm going to go wrestle in front of a thousand people again this week. When you know, like, what your worth is, you know what you should be getting and doing. Like, it's just, it, it's got to be difficult on these guys. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, I, it, it's funny. I, I, Kurt Angle was saying it recently on a podcast and, I've heard it a few different places. It's funny though. I'm like, actually Hulk Hogan says the same thing, but it's, it's funny when um, th they'll talk about Dixie Carter and they're like, she was incredible. Like, mm -hmm. she, this was, and I'm like, well, yeah, anyone that's paying you a lot of money, letting you do whatever the hell you want. Like, of course you're going to like that person. It doesn't mean that they were like a good wrestling executive. You know, it's like, oh, Vince was an asshole. Well, guess what? That's what you need to do to be successful. Dixie Carter said, hey, we're going to pay people a whole bunch of money and, and just let them do whatever they want. And Kurt Angle's putting down a bottle of pills and drinking and then driving, uh, you know, after the show. So it's like, well, you know, I mean, so it's, it's just funny how, like, I, I hear people talk about how much they like Dixie Carter. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Hogan did. He was probably getting, you know, uh, 100, 150,000 bucks a month to show up, uh, you know, in Orlando a couple times a month and cut a promo and flux. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah, I'm sure he, I'm sure he loved her. You know, I, I just think I just think it's funny. You know, it's like, uh, you know, you can like someone. It doesn't mean they were effective with what they did.
Yeah, and I, I, a players coach. Yeah, right. And I, yeah, Josh McDaniels over here. Yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like it's um, like you know what well, we armchair this stuff and we talk about it, and everybody complains about the booking. I don't think anyone on the planet, even the people that are currently there, could do what Vince McMahon does for as long as he did. And I get at the end there, like, yeah, you know, we were, we were complaining a lot about the stories and it just wasn't fresh. And, you know, Triple H has, has got his vision and he might be the only person on the planet that can do this, but they're also surrounded by a lot of people that are giving them advice and kind of, you know, pushing people. But, you know, and, and, and even like Billy Corgan gets shit nowadays. Like I saw it just not that long ago where it's like they're upset with him or something like that. But I like it. it like they said, producing what they do, doing what they do, like working the way they do. Like, yeah, I, if I was Vince, like what, what, what the last time I saw he's up at 4 a.m., 4.30 or something like that and starting with his workouts, like, you know, I get it. Like, you know, I mean, shit, like I had a full day of just running errands last weekend and I was in bed by 8.30. Like, but that dude, like to, to, to do what he does on a consistent basis, like, you know, it's just insanity. It really is. And so you got to have a lot of like, you know, for better or worse, you got to respect kind of a little bit of what, you know, what they've done um, and trying to do. Yeah. Do you feel like, Samoa Joe looks significantly different in the ring now than he did at this point. I don't think so. I think he's moving a little bit faster, but I do think it, maybe it's because of his size. He's a, I say he's small. He's not small by any means, but he's smaller than he is now. Um, I think it's been a consistent gimmick for him, though. Like there was a little bit, like him and AJ had 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 some matches there where what he he was the the face a little bit there. Um, he's uh, much better as a heel, especially when he was doing the stuff with AJ's wife and kind of that storyline. Um, and so that was really good. But yeah, I I feel like it, you know, it kind of like Gunther. That's how he was before he was or when he was Walter, and now like Joe is just. You know, it, it kind of how he is. So I feel like, you know, even the walk he's got doing right now, it's just, it's very, you know, it's what I'm used to seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I like this version better. I just feel like he's a little slow and plotting now. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I just, I just feel like this, this era, you know, AJ, I still think can, can really go at a very, very high level. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe what's your time? Probably, what's your time stamp here? Problem. I got an ad pop up on me. What's your timestamp? Oh, I am at the 823, 824, 825. All right, I'm with you. Cool. Yeah. Um, one downside. Yeah, kind of, we're a little bit outside of the ring, but we're mostly in the ring on this one. Uh, boy, that was like a uh, Shawn Michaels sell right there uh, from AJ, kind of Joe really kicking the crap out of it, uh, uh, kicking the crap out of him at this point. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder, Sean and, and AJ, you know, I wonder how that would have gone. You know, Sean's whole thing was he never liked working with guys that were similar to him and same size as him because it was too similar. And I, I can mm -hmm. see that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That, that being a match where you're like underwhelmed. You're like, well, I thought those two would just be great. Well, no, the, the styles were too similar. You know, mm -hmm. Sean was always best with a diesel and a undertaker and, you know, guys that could really throw him around. Trying to get a vibe here for how many times these guys had matches. Um, a lot, <laughs> a lot of, 
lot of multi-man matches, but all, all in TNA. Well, and I mean, they they worked in WWE a little too. Yeah, well, and they this one. So it looks like uh, at least it's listed here. Their first match where they were in the ring together was actually a ring world or excuse me for it started as a ring of honor world uh, title contendership four corner survival match it was Jay Briscoe, AJ Styles, Chris Saban and Samoa Joe. Um, and then you jump. It was a couple months later. Then you had Samoa Joe, who was the champ defeating AJ Styles. It was a 16 minute match at Framingham State College in Framingham, Massachusetts. There you go. A um, little bit of time in uh, PWG, and then I see we get into uh, the TNA Sacrifice 2005. Like that was their uh, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles match. So yeah, um, and so but that that was 2005. They wrestled through uh, 2007, 2008 in TNA, 2009. Like just a lot of stuff, and they have not had a lot of WWE matches each other, but um SummerSlam 2018 was looks like their first one we had joe defeating aj who was the champ at that time by dq um but yeah so these guys have a lot of history you figure they were on the road together oh that was a hell of a kick yikes um kind of aj in the corner and joe just kind of the drop kick to him um so these guys really, you know, have probably have a lot of history together. Like I said, super connected uh, inside the ring, you know, kind of because they did have so many matches together and, you know, showing up at TNA and doing this stuff. Yeah. I I wonder how much time AJ Styles has left. I, you know, I, I don't feel like he hasn't been used much the last few years. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's by Is his hurt or. Yeah, they don't see much in him, and I, I mean, there's been some injuries, and I don't know. So this was the night that they announced Sting was coming into the promotion. Okay. Do you do you have a do you have like a scenario that Sting goes out? I mean, is it? I I I, I will I will say this. I don't have a lot of confidence in AEW to yeah. send him off at a very very high level. I just feel like most of what they've done has just been underwhelming, to be honest with you. I, uh, For me, and knowing like as much wrestling as we've watched and as much wrestling as we've kind of you know experienced, if you will, um, I, I think that Sting will go out on his back. Um, I don't know if it will necessarily be the person that we want it to be. Like, it would... I, I don't think they're going to turn Darby on him. Um, I, you know, that would be interesting, but at the same time, I just don't see that happening. I don't want him to have a tag being selfish. I don't want him to have a tag match. Um, you know, it would be good to have him have a singles match, but I could see them doing some weird flare sting thing and nobody wants that. Um, so that would be weird. Um, I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know what direction they could go, but I feel like I'm already complaining about it. <laughs> like it, It's just hard to say what they're going to do. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, may, maybe it's just like, what are you doing with Ric Flair? Like, what do you, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, Darby Allen does nothing for me. I'm sure he's a, a nice guy. And, you know, I mean, it's, you know, he does some big spots and stuff. I'm not personally connected to the character and I don't necessarily see him as, you know, like a future star or anything. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, my, my confidence level in them is, is very, very low at doing this at a high level, to be honest with you. 
Well, and they've proven they can't, at least right now, they're not doing the long-term storytelling. Like they might occasionally with like MJF or somebody, but like at the same time, like it should be a celebration of Sting because they announced that he was retiring and like everything should be about that. Like let him go out, like maybe, you know, and who knows how many matches he can do between now and then, but also like, he's never looked bad out there. Like, and so yeah. give him the, like, even if he does one match a month, like let him give him that kind of the send off that he deserves. Like, you know, okay. Like I don't necessarily like, you know, do some blasts from the past stuff. Like he could wrestle Jericho. Like I'd be fine with that. Like, you know, it doesn't need to get in there with big show. Maybe a flair be, you know, you could do a tag with flair, like kind of earlier or something like that. Like, um, you know, there's some people let him put some people over as well too, or let him, you know, just beat some people that don't make a ton of sense either. Like, you know, just let him go be sting for a bit. And so, um, yeah, it's just crazy, crazy move there too, from AJ kind of doing a, a or what was like a moonsault, like kind of spinning corkscrew thing that he does. Yeah. yeah just crazy off. to the outside down to Joe. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope they figure it out. Yeah, I, I do too. I really, I really do. I mean, I think it could be, you know, if, if, if you played it right, I feel like it could attract a lot of people. Like, I mean, to me, you know, you've heard me say this, but like, they need to figure out a way to get new people in the tent. You know, how, how do you get yeah. people to, so it's like, if take this sting thing and just say, okay, we've got whatever 90 days or whatever we have, you know, of 2024 before he's done Mm -hmm. what what can we let's just map this out week by week like what can we do that's interesting um each week could we bring back a different adversary to you know confront him and and cut a promo oh well that could be interesting you know maybe there's a handful of guys out there that you could bring in for a one-off to you know do a little promo in the ring with him that'd be fun um, who are the matches we want to have? Well, it'd be fun to see him in the ring with so-and-so once again. Okay. I mean, you could map this out to where it's just, it's a big deal and it's like incredibly well thought out and could bring people back in. I just don't know if they're going to do that or not. So I pulled up, and this would be the top uh, 50 sting rivalries, Flair oh. being number one. It's just a random website, you know. Uh, Hogan being number two, I would not want to see Hogan like they're not, they're not bringing him in. That's it. Lex Luger can't, but I think you could actually involve Lex Luger in some way. Sure. Um, Vader, no, uh, obviously, Rick Rude, no, Triple H isn't coming over. Mick Foley, you know, maybe could make an appearance. You never know. Great Muda, they've done that, and so that'll be interesting. Um, uh, you know, the four horsemen, you know, Arn Anderson's over there. You know, that's, I don't want to see a whole lot of that. Um, you have some end up like NWO is number 11 on this. You could do a lot with the NWO people like plain and simple. Um, Kurt Angle's another one. They had a lot of matches in TNA. I don't think uh, Kurt's not going to go over though either. And so that's not going to happen. Yeah. Christian cage, Bret Hart, Jake, the snake. So, for me, this is interesting. I saw Nikita Koloff, which Nikita, he was, he got a match. Did you see that? Like, no. I thought I saw, I, he was, he got back in the ring or something. Like I saw, uh, not that long ago, I'll have to pull it up again. But I, so I think maybe you don't necessarily do 
like what if you did like something where you have some of these legends come back and be like they're working with me to try and defeat sting like you have jake the snake do you know like he was doing and he pairs up with somebody maybe you have nikita cola like, that's the way to do flair maybe jay lethal is you know the the representative for flair and kind of goes out there and you know has that match and so um you know, just interesting. I wasn't Koloff. It was Vladimir Kozlov. My bad. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, but I think maybe that's one way to do it is kind of, you know, incorporate these legends, give him the sign off and, you know, maybe beat some respect, whatever. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett's in there as well, too. I see. So there's a lot of guys that I think that you really could do something with. I just hope they give it that respect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I will. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, expectations are, uh, are, are low unfortunately yeah good match so far here they're uh, mostly contained in the ring hard hard hitting oh man joe just kind of turning out aj2 with a clothesline there just kind of aj great seller he's like sean level when it comes to that stuff um and so just kind of putting it all out there which really but he got a one though that was fun all right man that's this the smaller venue i i hate saying it but it's just like it it, it it's tough to not see it is that yeah. you feel that way too? I mean, like it's yep. just like it, it, it's amazing where like I don't know. I mean, I watched NFL games in empty stadiums during the pandemic, and like, yep, who cares, right? Golf yep. tournaments without fans, who cares? But like, it's just weird how wrestling, like, obviously without fans sucks. But even with like a smaller crowd, I mean, I hate saying it, but it just feels like it's not as big. Like this on a, at a WrestleMania just hits totally different. Yep, absolutely. Well, and even when they're showing like the cameras panning, like, you know, uh, away from the hard cam, like it, it, there's just a lot of black area. There's just not a whole lot happening. And so you don't really get it, which they black out. I know on these other shows too, but you just don't get the same vibe for it as well too. Um, which got, I definitely hurts it. You got a little bloody mouth here from AJ and Joe too. They keep showing it every once in a while. Um, yeah, so I think I'm with you. Like, and it's tough. And maybe, you know, they made it, you know, even with NXT, you know, they had the small crowd and it worked, but also like it's just not the same. Like, I know yeah, like you and I were texting not that long ago because they were uh, you know, they announced the full WrestleMania weekend events. And you I'm like, I'm already excited. Like, even sending it to you, I was excited because like, you know, Raw after Mania and like, you know, seeing the Hall of Fame and like I forgot like they're gonna be an NXT show that Saturday as well, too. So you got night, you got you know, it's it's the full weekend of NXT and or, you know SmackDown Hall of Fame NXT Night One Night Two Raw after like you know it is our Super Bowl it is our WrestleMania there's no other way to put it and so, so Joe Joe kicked out like I thought no one kicked out of that finisher yep and he did yep. fans going crazy yep yeah. good stuff though again good match like they're, yeah, they're... Wrestle, WrestleMania weekend like. Look, going there obviously is an incredible experience, but like, I mean, it's to the point now where, like, as a fan watching at home, it's incredible. Yep. You know, yep. I mean, like, you know, I'm on the West Coast, so like, I don't watch SmackDown live, but right. I Saturday morning, I'm watching SmackDown. Yeah. NXT, I may or may not watch the, the pay per view live, but I mean, if you wanted to watch that, great. Um, right. If not, I could watch that Sunday morning. Saturday night, you know, WrestleMania, Sunday WrestleMania. I mean, awesome, right? 
And then Monday Raw, you know, is going to be fantastic. I mean, it's just it's just such an incredible oh Hall of Fame. So yep. I mean, it's just like it's just four days of like Woodstock for us wrestling fans. It's incredible. Yeah, and you and I we had the conversation too um, of just it's getting to the point where the product is so hot it is becoming more cost prohibitive. Like it is difficult if it's not in a city by you. Uh, was that that was a Coquina clutch and Joe for the win? It looks like yep. He tapped him out. Tapped him out. Yeah. Yeah, it's put a quick bow on it here. I, you know, the, the days of a, getting up that morning and being in town and going for a decent price are gone because the product is too hot, which good for them. But I also think any more WrestleMania is a made for TV event to be there. It's a totally different experience. It's worth it. You and I have both done it. If you haven't done it, I think, like you said, there's other shows like Rumble, which would be better, but at the same time, just because of what the experience is, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I got to check it out either way. So yeah. All right, I, and I just completely agree. I never, I never thought I'd see the day where I was just like, man, wrestling has priced me out of attending live. Um, I yeah, mean, yep. I make more money than I made when I was twenty five, but at twenty five, I could afford this shit. Now I can't. I mean, it just, it's just, yeah, crazy. it's I, nuts. Seven WrestleManias. So, yeah, it's like if it's in your market, great. I mean, maybe a short drive or something. I, I'd love to go to Rumble, but what, what are tickets going to cost? I mean, it's going to cost a fortune. Even so. a random premium live event that was here in Indianapolis. What was a fast lane not that long ago? Oh, like, my God. It, I couldn't believe the ticket prices you're saying. I was sending you the StubHub the day of, and like it was like 200 bucks for the 200 level. It wasn't worth it. So, um, we got All Joe right. beating up AJ, but yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. I mean, what would you think of that? A pretty, pretty it wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, 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 I think they probably had better matches, but this one was pretty good though. I think it definitely showcased who they are. Like Joe, I saw Joe kind of teasing going muscle buster and um who's this coming out christopher daniels coming out it looks like yeah so um but which is what leads into our kind of next uh you know def or defense for this one joe actually defended the title against christopher daniels a final resolution it was actually joe winning that one after aj threw in the towel for daniels to joe beating daniels defenseless <laughs> or yeah senseless excuse me um they continued though this rivalry was against all odds where daniels joe and styles competed in a three-way match for the x division championship it's actually joe gained the pinfall to retain on that one uh you then jump again another three-way it was destination x pay-per-view on march 12 2006 um Daniels won that one. And so he became the champion on that. And so, and really the rivalry ending, it was actually April, 2006, uh, when Joe defeated Daniels to win back the championship on that. So these guys, a bunch of triple threats, title defenses, like they just stayed in each other's universes, as I like to say, and that was how it happened. So, yeah. So, uh, PWI, AJ, number five, Joe, 22, like very good on that. Um, Observer newsletter, uh, AJ attacked him right from the bell. Joe was overwhelmed for a while, but then AJ slowed down and he got mad. AJ stayed on him, though, and hit a five-star drop kick that Joe did a five-star job selling. I fully endorse a this is awesome chant right now. Joe has finally had enough and beat the beat the holy living fuck out of the guy. Uh, that's a quote. So, um 
let's see here uh yeah uh aj fought and fought but eventually passed out uh this is one goddamn awesome match i think it would have gone three minutes less and joe would have gotten the win after the muscle buster off to the top of the choke it would have been perfect uh, as it was they sort of lost the crowd in the final few minutes that took this down a notch sometimes longer is not necessarily better still it pains me to say anything negative about this baby four and three quarter stars for a tna match in 2005 um Yep, and so that's how it goes. All right, so uh, that's the only one we have is four and three quarters. Where are you putting this one? Man, I I didn't see it quite that high. Um, Payoff score seven. You know, I mean, good, uh, really good. Um, But I I didn't, I just didn't watch that match and think, wow, this is this is really a a hell of a match. Yeah. Maybe I'm being hard on it, but I just I didn't see it. I'm with you, right? Like seven and it, it was good. I you know in, in regards to they really just Joe it was a lot. Most of it was Joe beating the crap out of AJ, like which is fine. Um, but you know, there's you know one of those things that you know maybe and I don't need a spot fest but maybe just kind of you know some more kickouts some more things it was a big deal that it kicked out of the muscle buster but yeah just you know trying to figure it out and what's happening i i was still sports entertained though if you're looking for a tna match this was definitely a good one so um but yeah just one of them things like seven and a half i'm right there with you yeah, we're on the same page yep we're going we're going so, we're with that- the time machine next week we're, we're going back in the time machine. It's actually Merry Christmas as well to our Christmas episode. We're going to record it a little early so that you and I can enjoy the holiday. But um, yes, this is, I feel like, and I, we did this last year too. We end with a Ric Flair match because of uh, just the, the nature of Starcade being at the end of the year. So uh, we could have done, it actually might have been a Flair uh, Vader match last year as well too. I forget, but yeah. Maybe it was. I'll have to go back and look. I'll pull it up. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to talk here because, of course, need to plug our shit as everybody, uh, you know, don't forget, uh, you know, with the holiday coming up, like maybe start the new year right at this point. Um, Checking out manscaped.com. Using that promo code payoff, get you 20% off and free shipping, everything in the store, all kinds of new stuff that they rolled out before the holiday um, so that you can make sure to check that out. Tom and I stand by these products. We wouldn't tell you to get them um, if we didn't stand by them. You know, we hear that you hear ads on a podcast. You're like, whatever. Definitely check this out using our promo code payoff because it is worth it. We promise you on that one. Um, so make sure to check that out. Um, and of course, what they're a lab as well, too. Make sure to check that out as well using the code payoff as well. Get you 20 percent off there all kinds of men's skincare healthcare, all, all kinds of good stuff so um looking back on december 26 2022 it, we did rick flair and sting it's starcade 1988 and so yes we were close but uh definitely definitely had a rick flair match um and the year before that we had uh, it was Bret Hart and the Bulldog. Seasons beatings was was where how we wrapped up the year. So there you go. Seasons beatings. Go check them out in the archives. We got them post reposted and posted for everybody. So yeah, so good, good stuff, man. Send them home happy. Yeah, I'm pumped to cover it. We'll uh, we'll see you next week on an all new episode of the payoff.